0: welcome to the wicked aloha podcast my name is will rich and today my tag team partner patrick brummel and i are talking about what we are doing during this time where we are almost all in quarantine because of the coronavirus worlds have literally been flipped upside down and we are doing our best to stay positive stay focused and keep moving forward all the while there are many medical professionals fighting the real fight. And we are so thankful for all the work they are doing to help keep us all safe. Please enjoy and share with your friends if you do. We're nice. We're in it. <laughs> this is our this is our 10th anniversary. This is the 10th episode of the Wicked Aloha podcast. 10. How do you feel about that number 10? 10, numero 10 it doesn't seem like it's been that many. It only seems like we've done a few, but I guess
1: it adds up. We definitely have lost momentum a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but there's been quite a bit of, uh, well, I there's, guess.
0: yeah, there's been some, uh, some pickups in the road. Yeah. Between um, you supposed to be traveling and then not traveling and then yeah. the whole world, not traveling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that kind of, Threw some pennies on the train track. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's, uh... What's, um... What's the, the feel around Nantucket? Uh, Nantucket's a small island, kind of like Maui. So... Yeah. My experience has been, um... There's basically
1: like three stores. There's Bartlett Farm, which is a it's a big farm kind of right down the street from where I live. It's it actually has its own farm, but it also has a a grocery store and it's probably uh I don't know what percentage more expensive, but you know, if you buy a bag of chips for six bucks, can you believe you spent six dollars on a bag of chips nowadays? It's uh it's seven bucks there. So whatever that is, like 15% more expensive. But it's a small independent store, and and they're doing a lot of curbside pickup and stuff. And then there's the stop-and-shop, which is like in Center Island, which is kind of where the mayhem goes down. Like everybody's masked up and hoarding toilet paper. And I'm just going to go on the record and right now and uh, say what everybody's thinking. If you're buying up toilet paper and hoarding it, you're a fucking asshole.
0: And you're stupid. So, 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 so So people... People are wearing masks there in public. Yeah, it just started, man. A couple
1: days ago, um, like three days ago, I saw a couple of people at the store wearing them. And, and I went down to the other stop and shop, which is by the harbor, where it's it's super low-key. There's only maybe five people in there at any time, even during all this craziness. And there was probably three out of the ten shoppers that had masks on. No, actually, probably half, probably five. And gloves. I've been wearing gloves out.
0: and stuff, but um, yeah. So um, I guess they they put out the the announcement that you should be wearing some sort of mask yeah, while you're yeah. out in public. And I guess I can understand that completely. Um, I actually do have a couple of those N95 masks. You probably do too, because that's yeah. the same mask that we wear when we're Grinding fiberglass and sanding and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, one of mine is pretty used, but yeah, I think it's still better than nothing. Yeah. I actually haven't been out in public in a mask yet. Um, when Diana and I went to the supermarket last week, there was quite a few people running around in masks. And um, the other interesting thing I saw was quite a few people driving with. Some mask. sort of mask on, so they're in their car with the windows up, and they're still wearing a mask. Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting and maybe a little bit overkill. But I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I'm just a, an onlooker, kind of scratching my head. It kind of looks like they were going to go rob a place or something because it wasn't even a, like a mask; it was like a bandana. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. I actually
1: passed the guy on the bike path today wearing a mask while he was riding his bike. And I looked at him, just gave him a nod and a wave. And he's I could hear through the mask, said, hey, man, what's up? And, uh, but the interesting thing is I don't know. I could Google it, but I want the actual size, like micron-wise, of a virus. And if you look at what those paper masks are for, they're basically for dust level only. You know, I don't use paper masks when I sand boards anymore. I wear full gasketed respirator with cartridges, not gas cartridges, but like HEPA level cartridges just because, and you know, if you look at some of those really cheap paper masks, the air just travels around the back and right into your face. So I, as somebody who thinks about the way things work and things, I just wonder how much... You know what's the what's the porosity of that paper and what's the actual air infiltration level through the sides and bottom and, and top, and how much is it actually doing? I imagine if you're like coughing and aspirating, and I think it's probably for the benefit of others more than yourself. But if you're thinking it's filtering out viruses, I, I think it's I don't think that's a very accurate approach to. Uh, just watching the news, yeah. Just watching the news tonight in some of these cities now, you're seeing. The people in the street doing the uh, mobile testing, they're wearing what's called the PAPR systems, which is I have one of those. It's a hood. And then you have a a blower motor on a waist belt with a filter and it blows filtered air over the top of your head and down over your face and then back out the back. So you're not actually breathing through a filter. The battery is actually pulling the air through the filter for you. So you don't get that really sticky, gross filter face. So people are starting to use those, which is which makes a lot more sense than than. But they're, you know, $1,200 a setup, so I don't imagine people are going to be running out and buying those.
0: No. Yeah, so I you can definitely tell the difference, like, if you're spray painting, for example. If you're oh, wearing yeah. one of those just regular yeah. kind of, not cloth, but, you know, yeah. the N95 respirators compared yeah. to your, your chambered respirator. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. I mean, you can't smell any fumes at all no. when you're using no. one of the chambered respirators. But no. as, you, And so I'm want. i I'm along the same lines as you wondering how, what the what the microns,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how, how many micron filter. I, I think I read somewhere you need like a, a 3 micron or 0.3 micron filter or something. That was the original thing. That was like uh, – over a month ago, I read that yeah. somewhere that, yeah. and that's why the N95 masks were uh, the, the best ones to get because they had the, the right microns. Oh, so I, I'm I sure gotcha. you could look it up uh, as to what the micron level is that you, you need. But yeah, what I'm really waiting for is for people to just get creative and start looking like stormtroopers and, yeah. and Darth Vader. And yeah, why don't we make this fun? Yeah, it's like it's like COVID <laughs> Comic Con, man. Yeah, I mean, we have full capabilities of just making this yeah. the next episode of Star Wars if we yeah. wanted to.
1: But so uh, a HEPA filter is 0.3 micron, so it's three hundredths of a, of a micron, and uh, that removes 99.97% of airborne particles. But a HEPA filter is vastly different than a uh, a paper mask but you know if if the medical people are using it there's probably some some uh something going on but i heard somebody say the other day like when i had that that uh tooth surgery this week the saying usually the reason that they wear masks is if they're working over somebody and their chest cavity is open it's so that like they don't drop a booger or slobber into the person's cavity and keep them from you know it's not for their protection it's for the protection of the patient
0: right what i've been reading and seeing all along is that people are wearing masks because they don't want to spread whatever they have to somebody else. Right. 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 It's not necessarily about catching it from from somebody. So, which is cool. uh, It shows some, uh, it just, uh, I don't know. I I feel like everything is just moving a lot slower than it it should have been as far as uh, regulation wise. Yeah. We're all Americans and used to, you know having our freedoms and, and everything but uh, it seems like if action could have been taken weeks or possibly months sooner when yeah. things were first learned about then maybe we would be flattening the curve as it were already yeah. instead of continuing to watch it go up but
1: again yeah there's i'm not a doctor they,
0: or scientist
1: yeah. And I, I think there's so many things that go into that. One being, I mean, if you look at the age of information, I mean, just like when you mentioned the other day about these conspiracy sites and stuff and, and you go online and you look at some of the stuff that's out there and, and you just watch the news, you know, every time there's a, there's a hurricane coming up the coast, the news makes it out to be this. It's like, it's going to be the end of the world. And Nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, it goes by and there's not a lot that happens. So people, I think, get used to the sensationalization, and then the and then the the subsequent uh, kind of anticlimactic reality that follows it. And I think a lot of times, I know I got sucked up into this. Uh, I was just like, oh yeah, whatever. Or the common flu. There was that big argument that the common flu kills more people, and and I just thought, you know, it's another news sensational thing, and then. I got a couple of uh, a couple of papers from Beggs, you know, and and all his his cronies are pretty well connected. And they were they knew, you know, I remember him going down there in December and everybody was like holding up because they knew something. And the rest of us were just like, yeah, whatever. It's just hype. But it turns out, you know, it's definitely it's not the end of the world, but it's definitely a little more serious than I think most people uh, considered it. And I think the second part of that um, slack of reaction is that and maybe one of the things we'll take away from this is one of the things that seems to differentiate. And I'll probably catch a lot of shit for saying this, but I think the thing that that the United States is still a young country and we're kind of in this like entitled teenager phase where everybody's addicted to these freedoms and everybody wants to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And you look at other countries in the world and it's like, you don't have to be a communist or socialist society to be like, Hey, listen, we should all do this for the greater good. But here, everybody's like, well, fuck you. I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. And uh, I think, I think one of the good lessons, numerous lessons will come out of this. One is I know I want, I can't speak for anybody else, but it's really kind of, seeing what's going on in the world. It really shines a light on how many people are living a, a kind of a speculative lifestyle, not only in their spending, but in their time. And then, you know, everybody's like, there are people waiting like 50 cars back in in food pantry lines right now, because, you know, there's a great majority of the population that's been caught with their pants down. They got no savings. They got nothing in the bank. And if that check doesn't come next week, people are, they're screwed, man. Yeah. And I, I would hope that we don't just rush back into the way things used to be, where it's just everybody's going at 900 miles per hour every day. And maybe it'll give us a chance of kind of introspection and looking at really what's important. Is it more important to have shit on the porch every day from Amazon, or is it more important to have a cushion of six months? So if something like this does happen again, you can cruise
0: through and and not stress out of your mind, you know? Yeah. But even... Even if you do have a cushion, I think something like this is, like, it comes so abruptly. and eat, Oh, absolutely, you know, even, absolutely. Even if you do think that you're prepared, you realize just how unprepared you might have been. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, you, th- you know, you think it's bad now. I mean, if they got to the point where they closed the grocery stores, it would just be like, what? was uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I need, I need food. I'm going to go to the store. And when all that stuff kind of stopped, this you know there's there's a there's a lot riding on this lifestyle that we that we call our our way of living. you know, there's so many pieces that have to line up and fall in place every day. It just it makes you appreciate how incredibly complex our society is. I mean, appreciate but also kind of look at and go, man, this is a little bit crazy, you know.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting if they do close grocery stores. I know I don't have (laughs) very much food right now because we haven't gone to the grocery store for a couple weeks. Wow. I went uh, today.
1: We're going like twice a week, you know, just try to get in and out. (laughs) and Sanitize when you get out. I got little sanitizer wipes in the car, which I never thought I'd own, but it's good to
0: just... Uh, i guess i guess we did go uh the other day but we just got a couple things and we only went because it was convenient and uh we were like oh we should get this right now and so we picked up a couple things but as far as like big shops i mean we could do one big shop and be set for like three weeks or something like that yeah yeah easily easily yeah um but yeah there's still plenty of aisles that are just completely cleaned out of things here yeah and uh so that's
1: but healthy the interesting thing is healthy food doesn't seem to be in any shortage like all the organic vegetables are there the organic aisles, chock full man yeah uh the pop the popcorn and hot dogs and frozen pizzas are all tapped out but everything else is uh
0: yeah, you know, you, you read all the reports about how the people dying of all these other pre-existing conditions, and, you know, it's it all comes down to how you're living your life, kind of, yeah. and I like to think that not only am I running a pretty healthy diet, but, you know, I exercise regularly, and, you know, I have XYZ all lined up, so, mm-hmm. I mean, knock on wood. I haven't been to the doctor for something serious in a long time because like I just take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So unless I get like a sinus infection from getting too much salt water up my nose from surfing, which happens occasionally. um, I'm not, I'm not going to the doctor. Last time I got the flu was when I got the flu shot because you know, some nurse strong arm me into it. And yeah. then I, I ended up with a, a six day flu where I couldn't even move. And, yeah. but before that, I, as an adult had never gotten a flu shot. No. And I still, haven't. I, and you know, when I, when I do get sick, it's, it's like I said, it's like a sinus infection from, mm-hmm. and it, it's almost always comes right after, a heavy thrashing in the, in the surf. <laughs> so yeah. I, I can, I can draw a pretty direct correlation between the two. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'd like to think that just, uh, eating some fresh veggies, getting my vitamins, eating, eating plants, um, mm-hmm. keeping a clean diet, continuing to exercise yeah. is going to help me in the long run. So, yeah. I was reading. I think, reading something from uh, some some CrossFit gym or something just basically said that this is what we've been preparing for. You know, this is why you go to the gym three, four, five times a week mm-hmm. and work your ass off. It's because you're you're building a stronger body. So when something like this hits, uh, you, you all your systems are ready and yeah. you're ready for that crisis mode, and you can you can, uh, you can take what's, what's handed to you. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting too, is that to compare, you know, and I think a lot of people I did, I'll, I'll just speak for myself when this started out, I was looking at other statistics like suicide and heart disease and alcoholism and all these numbers and smoking and have, there are these staggering numbers. And when this is all said and done, there's going to be some pretty heavy duty, uh, you know. But I think we're already at uh, like 8,000 deaths or something in the US, 9,400 maybe as of today. And Italy's at like 15,000. So even globally, you know, if this kills a quarter million people or a half a million people, I, I forget what the statistics are, but th- there's some crazy numbers out there around very preventable and i'm not saying this to downplay coronavirus but it's amazing the reaction that people are having to this because people are dying where at the same time people make choices by eating and being inactive that directly put them in the line of fire for these other diseases that are absolutely preventable like this isn't preventable that's the thing about coronavirus is it just came out of the blue and just started kicking ass. And there's all these other things where I guess, I guess for me, it just, I don't, I don't understand why you would make a life choice that would, and there's so many more factors to it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just, it's just amazing how we don't consider 200,000 deaths annually in the country from heart chronic heart disease. based basically, caused by lifestyle choices is not a crisis or an emergency. And that's every year. That's not just like once every hundred years. Right. That's like every year, a bunch of people die because they do things by choice or by misinformation that causes a great deal of suffering. And it's like, hopefully what this does maybe will be to
0: kind of just more awareness around health and, and, uh, but I think, I think we just uh, touched on the fact that it's not because you and I both agreed that the grocery stores are full of organic yeah, produce. They and, are. And yes, if you're looking at the long term, organic produce isn't going to last three weeks uh, yeah. if the grocery store stores shut down. But yeah. at the same time, no one's taking any initiative to fuel themselves with healthy alternatives. Rather, yeah. you know, they're taking away all the, the canned Chef Boy rds and the yeah. spam and uh, yeah. all these other things. And uh, yeah. to date, there are 9,600 deaths uh, in the United yeah. States. Yeah, um, And, yeah. I would say well, it doesn't even happen. Yeah.
1: And I think it could come down to some misinformation as well, like, you know, look at the whole fitness thing. People, there's this ideal or this idea that people think that if you're not throwing up in a bucket and you're not sweating your face off, you're not exercising. So they don't bother starting because they don't want to go through that. And I think if people realize that if you just went out with a basic Fitbit heart rate monitor and figured out your maximum aerobic function number and just worked at that number for a half an hour a day, which for most people is brisk walking, that that's going to have an amazing impact on your life. But I think the same thing applies to food, that even if there is no produce at all, or organic produce, there are canned vegetables. You can buy corn, you can buy green beans, you can buy brown rice, and you can actually have a quite healthy diet in times like this, even eating canned goods. It's when you start eating like the pizzas and the ice cream and the sugar-based stuff, and that's where – you know, and sugar's sugar's been proven. I mean, it's insanely addicting, man. And I think it's a lot more of a co- – I'm not a nutritionist, but just the way of, you know, paying attention to my own body for 52 years of – like, sugar is – it's like a fucking poison, man. I don't think people realize how bad that stuff is for us, man. I think it fucks up your immune system and, you know – and there's a reason birthday cake is birthday cake. You eat it once a year and then
0: you don't pick <laughs> it up again until your birthday. You know, I don't know. It's just, well, I, I will say that I've seen many more people out walking in my yep. small neighborhood here. Yeah. Uh, I've seen more people on social media putting up at home workouts than yeah. I think yeah. I've ever seen. So yeah. I think to to you know, go off of your throwing up in a bucket analogy. Uh, people are realizing that no, you don't have to throw up in a bucket to be yeah. active, uh, yeah. because there's you know an entire book of things you can do at home that are very easy without any equipment that mm-hmm. aren't going to make you throw up in a bucket and you're still mm-hmm. exercising. Yeah, um, maybe you know through all this, people will understand that by literally having nothing to do and unable to leave your house and you can't. Yeah. Um, I guess some people can watch Netflix for 15 hours a day, but you know, if, if you do get some exercise, it'll make your body feel better. It'll make your brain feel better mm-hmm. and they'll start to see the positive effects of exercise and maybe it will make a positive change. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe that can be, um, the positive thing that comes out of this is that, you know, even with no equipment and, you know, minimal time, you can still get a good, good workout in at home. Maybe, maybe yeah. someone out there will realize that. I think so. I think a lot of people are, man. I think when this
1: is all said and done, if you, you know, obviously it's a tragic thing and there's going to be a lot of people hurting pretty bad, but I got to be honest, man. It's a really, it's been an incredible three weeks here like the air is cleaner than i've ever seen it the animals seem to be just like totally pumped like you said people are working out people are reconnecting i've seen i went i rode across the island the back today through the woods and i came across no less than 20 people on these tiny ass single tracks back in the in the scrub oak. like whoa there's a person right there walking their little dog and and there was people there's people out and about and like and i i think it's I would hope that for a lot of people, it really kind of gives people time to stop and really look at life and be like, damn, you know, this is kind of nice to be to have some time to focus on taking care of myself as opposed to just going, 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 going all the time. And I think that is a positive side of this. That's going to come out is that it's giving a lot of people time to stop and smell the roses for lack of a better term and be like, Hey man, this life thing is not not so bad. It's not supposed to be all stress and fucking craziness.
0: Yeah. Uh, One thing I think that some people are realizing is the whole work at home thing is good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I have a few friends who had to, yeah, they're they're still working, which is great. And, you know, um, because, some people, including myself, I'm, I'm out of work now. Um, but they they still are working and they're working from home, but they're also, their kids are home. So Mm -hmm. like they're, they have to be on point for literally 15 hours a day between managing kids and managing meetings. And they have to be staring at a computer screen and, you know, having, uh, non-physical interactions with, with people and uh, which kind of makes things good and bad, but um, it, I don't know. It brings to light a lot of, a lot of things like you said, but there's a lot of positive, I think that can be taken. So Mm -hmm.
1: I think that being stuck at home thing too, really emphasizes the importance of even moderate exercise because there's something happens when you start moving that blood through your system and I don't know the physiology of it, but I was definitely cabin fevering the last couple of days after my surgery. I was like starting to feel a little caged up and I went out and I rode my bike for two and a half hours today. And dude, I could go another five days in the house and be totally fine. It's just it's it's important that balance and and maybe that's the lesson in all this is resetting the balance, eh? Of just it's not all about just working 80 hours. It's like, oh, I got another 20 hours free. I can work a second job. Why would you? Just stop buying shit. <laughs> but there are other things. People got, you know, it's inexpensive to buy a house now. People have got a big ass mortgage. And if you've got kids, it's a very expensive thing to have kids. And it's uh it's interesting, man.
0: Well, maybe that'll change too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if people aren't working and the, the rest of the economy is going down and i'm sure housing prices will go down but yeah if everything goes down together then they still won't be able to buy houses and they'll still be overpriced but yeah yeah i don't know there's a lot of will sees out there we'll totally. see what happens right yeah we'll see what happens
1: it's the great unknown it's kind of interesting go ahead, go ahead. no no it's just you know i was thinking about the other day and there's probably very few people living that went through the last big, you know, the 1918 or whatever it was, that black flu or black plague. And I mean, that was 1918, so it was 102 years ago. So if anybody was alive, they were very young when it rolled through the world. So this is new to virtually everyone. Like we've never had, you know, we had 9-11 and some world wars that kind of put the brakes on things but we've never had something that wasn't human that just kind of stopped us in our tracks as a society and It's uh it's interesting it's it's kind of a, a trippy thing to be living through but a good lesson too and you know having gone through some hardship myself in my life is that you know i was on my ride today i see these little smiley faces and hearts and stuff on the bike path and people saying you know smile and and I think that's good. I think optimism is good because, but I also think that it's good to sit in the darkness and kind of realize that life isn't all good times and happy and fun. And that even if there are bad times, it all ends. Every bad thing has its last day. And eventually, this whole thing's going to wrap up and we're going to get back to life. And you know, the main thing is just, don't freak out because even if it takes a year, eventually it's going to wrap itself up and things will be back to normal. And I think that's a cool thing that, that the government is doing. At, you know, when Trump was throwing out that, oh, we're going to be back to work in two weeks. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be better. And it was so refreshing to hear him say, we're going to have some fucking hard weeks, man. It's going to be nasty the next couple of weeks. And it's, I think that's good for people to hear because when you don't tell people the truth, they just, you get this, you're not ready for when it happens. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, wait a second. And I understand from a government standpoint, we are a, a heavily accountability society. You know, as soon as something goes wrong, we always try to find out whose fault it is. And, but I think it's good for people to see like, this is bad shit and it's going to end. So it's a good lesson for all of us of that we can endure bad times and still pop out the other side and, mm-hmm. and have a, and it'll be live, you know. It's like the world didn't end. It just got put on
0: hold for a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's like building up a – helping to build that callus, that resiliency. Mm-hmm. For one of bad like things. The things – thing. yeah. So.
1: Like we learned on the Yukon – well, it wasn't a learn, but – you know the, that that midsection of that day four that we talked about when John interviewed us at the end it was just that was the shittiest day and we just kept on going and then that night we had this amazing campsite and it's like right it's just the shitty times end and from then on out it was like there were some tired days but it wasn't like totally miserable well <laughs> not all of it not all of it but some of it but as day, you know, four, here was, day
0: four was pretty tough yeah. That's brutal, man.
1: I know you were struggling. It was either five or six. That that second second half of the braid the braids there that second day in the in the flats. I know you were struggling a little
0: bit, but but yeah, you just got to keep you got to put your head down. You got to keep working, working. and working you actually get through it. Yep. I saw I saw a, a thing. It was uh, Steve Harvey, I think, the comedian. He said, if you're going through hell, don't stop. Why would you stop in hell? Right. <laughs> for years, for years, I
1: had a magnet on my fridge on the vineyard, and it was a Theodore Roosevelt quote. It said,
0: if you're going through hell, keep going. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe he was quoting that. Maybe he yeah. was quoting that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, don't stop in hell. not yeah, right?
1: Like,
0: you can't get you to burn.
1: So all that uh, doom and gloom aside and seeing that most of the summer activities have been canceled, um, what do you uh, what do you got on the plans? If this clears out by, say, June,
0: are you going to do anything different or are you going to throw a plan B in action? Or? Uh, well, I've, I've been working on plan B for uh, a while and plan C. Oh, yeah, you
1: guys are going to Peru this month, right?
0: Well, we were supposed to be going to Peru. Yeah. Um, the country's canceled on us but uh yeah you know I have have my my side projects that I've been working on so I'm just been taking time to continue to work on those and hopefully uh, something can come to fruition on that Um, and otherwise it's just uh staying the course and keep training for whatever's next Uh, I did have some events that I wanted to get to some solo stuff but I don't know if that's happening. Uh, there's there's word that all of uh, paddling season is going to be canceled here, as far as six men. Um, I don't know how true that is. Um, when does that if, start? It should it should start the first weekend of June, um, and I think I think Oahu actually starts in May. Um, and so that, that's that was the the notice I got or i read somewhere was that um that the oahu outrigger regatta season had been canceled so regatta season typically goes from uh june until the first weekend of august Uh, is it molokai uh
1: six men in october
0: yeah that's in october so there the, the the notice i read said that Uh, They were still going to try to salvage the long distance season or it was going to be evaluated later. Uh, Yeah. So they break it up into two seasons. So that paddling season might be thrown to the wayside, but um, I don't know. See what happens, I guess. But right now, I've been, I've been working to, uh, get my personal trainer certificate. just oh, so yeah, I can start, yeah, yeah, yeah. start training people on, on my own. Um, yeah. Which would be perfect because I have a little gym at my house mm-hmm. and I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people who don't want to go back to a big gym. Yeah. Come so on. I feel like there could be uh, a good uh, little, little opening in that, yeah. in that market. Um, mm-hmm. So this get, kind of gives me time to kind of focus on that. So I've been trying to, I've been trying to keep a pretty structured day, even though, you know, there is we're living in a world of no structure right now. Um, so I've been trying. One. One big thing I've been doing, that's just recently happened in the last four days, been shutting my phone off at night. So mm-hmm. uh, by. Between 8 and 9 o'clock, I've been shutting my phone off uh, before I go to bed, Uh, so not only am I getting that 15 minutes before I close my eyes free of Mm. the screen, uh, my phone's off all night, and then I'm not waking up to an alarm, which has been something different because the past, I don't know how many years, I've been waking up to an alarm, whether I have to go to work or not, and so... I've, I've found that I am now waking up on my own right around 6.30. Nice. I've been going to bed between 9 and 10, and I've been waking up around 6.30 um, pretty regularly, which is nice. nice. Uh, so wake up around 6.30, and then uh, I've been kind of having a lazy, lazy-ish morning, uh, enjoying coffee and uh, having breakfast outside, just Listening to those birds that are all too familiar on this podcast, <laughs> and uh, then I I try to I've been trying to work on like one house project, one uh, one health project, whether you know like working out or mm-hmm. going surfing or uh, whatever, uh, do something with my wife, um, eat some good food. And do something for my mind so uh, just trying to incorporate all those kind of things because I have plenty of time to do all that so it's just like mind, body and surroundings just trying to make everything a little bit better Um, so uh, I haven't yet set the complete routine down to like oh I'm drinking coffee and I'm eating breakfast and then I'm reading for two hours and then I'm working out and then so I haven't gotten that (laughs) structured yet but as long as I as long as I check all those boxes each day uh I think I'm doing pretty well just to kind of keep focused on on things that I need and want to get done yeah uh, it's important so yeah that's kind of where I'm at I'm I'm not exactly sure when I will be going back to work I assume it's not going to be until at least May um just because Hawaii in general has been completely shut down until April 30th, so they're saying. And uh, today I just saw a notice that unless uh, things start to change a little bit and less and less people are congregating on the beaches, we won't be able to use the ocean. They want to shut up they want to shut off our access to the ocean because they're finding too many people are just hanging out at the beach and hanging out in the parking lots, uh, if they're going surfing. It's so crazy. And so they want to, and literally police are going up and down the coastline on ATVs over the beaches and just regulating basically. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a surreal world to, to see that, especially like Diana and I went surfing uh, this morning just because I saw that and I was like, well, I got to get in the water because I don't know today might be the last day that I can go on yeah. the water. Um, Cause up until now they've said that you can access the ocean. You can go across the beach. You can walk on the beach, run on the beach, but you can't sit on the beach. And apparently there's too many people sitting on the beach. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to get surfing. But that's kind of that's kind of my daily thing is uh, yeah. um, doing some reading, doing some exercising. Sometimes the exercise takes two or three forms throughout the day. Uh, try to do a little project on the house, whether uh, it's cleaning or organizing something or just, um, you know, working on whatever little project I might have. Um, you know, just, just try to keep – Try to keep my mind working, try to keep my body working. Stay busy. Yeah. And then uh, Diana and I have been, not that we didn't before, but we've been uh, better about just going for a walk through the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, it's a nice way for us to get away from our phones, have uh, time with one another. Uh, It gives us a good, you know, 20 minutes, half hour to talk and just be out in the fresh air. And um, so it's something we've been trying to do just about every day. So if nothing else, go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, I think we'll look look on. Yeah.
1: Similar stuff here, man. Just trying to, I've been definitely spending way too much time on screen and kind of with unfocused use of energy, not really directed at any projects per se, but I've got some i've got a project a work project that i have half of in my garage right now that i've got to go just start on that because eventually it's going to fire back up and then summer's going to be here and the people are going to want to be in so um i'll probably start in on that tomorrow i kind of slacked this week on it but it was really kind of a dark crappy week here but yeah i mean i think you know i'm going to look back on these times fondly. i mean i've been hanging out with trace more than ever we've been playing cards and She's been doing puzzles and I've been learning, learning Rhino, you know, teaching myself to get proficient at Rhino the CAD program again. And I got a, uh, a paying board design gig that actually, this guy's going to try to get patented. So I ordered the blank um, last week. So when that thing gets cut, I'm going to have it shipped here and glass it up here and then hand it off to him. And that's pretty lucrative. And then I've been doing some contract work for Bob for the, the nello project doing a couple of unlimited for him so uh, you know it's been good it's it's i've been making money actually doing something that i really really enjoy doing as opposed to going back to a job that i don't particularly care to do most days so that's been kind of a bonus and um just exercising and yeah i'm trying to think of some kind of adventure for the summer as all the other things have gotten scrapped i I talked to ben schmidt a little bit and he's doing uh He's going to try to get a couple of guys together and do this 800 mile uh, Fairbanks to Bethel, which is a, it goes like the Tanana River connects with the Yukon. And then there's like, it's like a three river trip and it's about eight days. I think he said it's like 800 miles, but they might do that if everything kind of clears out. And I thought, you know, entertaining the idea of maybe going up and uh, he invited Paul too. I think from Atlanta. So I don't know. It's just an idea. Another idea is I've always wanted to ride my bike across country and uh, thought about doing that. Maybe just um, I came across a trail today called the Trans Am Trail, and it was created by this guy who's a dual sport motorcycle guy. And it starts in Tennessee and is completely 100 percent off road all the way to the Oregon coast. It's like wow. fire roads. Far, yeah, it's, it's like 4000 miles of cross country dirt roads and gravel roads it's just so that would be kind of something i mean be on a bicycle it would be a long trip it'd probably be four thousand miles would probably be two and a half months and i don't know if i want to be gone that long but another option would be just to buy a shitty dual sport like a klm 650 or something i don't, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle but it's like everything else just jump in and
0: go for it and just yeah. but you know that's something something else too i don't know this this little downtime does give you plenty of time to learn something. Not that yeah. you know all this all this being said, just holding up and trying to survive is also fine. If that's your thing and so, that's your survival mode, if you just wanna do nothing and yeah. But we all look for, doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but this is a great time to to just learn something. or something it? that you've always wanted to. You know, because I mean you, that's what
1: we work for, right? We work for the days off in the free time and now we have it. So it's it's right. really important to kind of focus and be like, okay, what is it that I want to learn? And then and then, you know, put in the discipline and the time to, to learn whatever that is.
0: Yeah. It's pretty sweet. You do need discipline still though you do what <laughs> you do need discipline still you do you to, do to, no, I've, been, I've been lacking. yeah i uh, i definitely have days where it's it's uh, a push to get myself to sit down and read mhm especially yeah, if I haven't exercised first yeah i have all so this hard. like pent up energy and yeah and then trying to sit down and read i'm just i'm like yeah like a squirrel up on a branch, just like looking all around. Yeah. yeah. So it's very difficult to, uh, I've to been that focus.
1: On my, yeah, I've been slapping on my reading, but I, uh, I'm 340 pages into, I think you and Beggs are saying this was one of your favorite books.
0: Uh, that, that was a Chris Begg favorite. I have not read that yet.
1: Oh, it's, uh, I can see how Chris likes it. It's very, it's very Chris in the super, super deep intellectual cavern of, thought uh, it's hard it's actually kind of difficult to read for parts of it, but it's he's kind of coming out of that phase and going more back into the story so um what was it the yeah. art of motorcycle repair the Art of the motorcycle maintenance i've never read it it's definitely i could see it being like a 20 year old backpacker favorite in a in, <laughs> in a youth hostel in prague somewhere but that's no, good man it's it's good it's a big one it's 500 and
0: 50 pages or something, but
1: they're small pages.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I've read a couple of reports uh, that were pretty positive saying that, well, not positive, but, you know, saying that the peak of everything of all this garbage is going to hopefully be in the next two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we should start seeing some decline. And that's, that's all kind of based on, you know, all the guidelines that they've put forth yeah. first, as far as uh, the social distancing, which is a term that I am already sick of because <laughs> every other word so- seems to be social distancing. Dude. But in terms of, do, you know, doing doing that and just staying indoors and yeah. not coughing on each other, you know, they, they think that the curve will start to come back down and, so that there, there's that positive note, which which is good. However, in terms of yes, there could be a recurrence, and yes, um, you know it'll you can, it, it could still spread. You know, mm-hmm. people are still going to have it. So traveling might not be the best idea. But uh, you know, given given those, maybe an early fall race might be uh possible which would be awesome because yeah. i would love to go someplace in the fall um if possible not that where i live is bad yeah but i'd like to go other places yeah uh, so you know i'm trying to keep keep positive that you mm-hmm. know maybe maybe not all is lost as far as racing this year and uh you know, that kind of gives me motivation to continue to train each day. And yeah. So, yeah, somebody, uh, this guy from, uh, John
1: from down in Oklahoma was saying, you know, we were talking about Molokai canceling this year. And he's like, well, it's the first day of training for next year starts today.
0: So it's true. Yeah, it's that, just, what that's you the do same thing you? that, that's the same thing that Christian said when, yeah. we, uh, oh, that's when right. we talked yeah. talking
1: him. Yeah, maybe he. Maybe he was the one that said it. Yeah, first day of training for next year. Yeah. but there's so much stuff, man. I mean, if you know, jump on a bike and falls mountain bike race season. You know, just go, jump on a bike somewhere and go do a bike race or a running race or something. If you got to get the competitive Jones, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. Interesting, interesting times. But again, you know, for me, it hasn't been—it hasn't been traumatic at all, really. I mean, I haven't—I don't know anybody that's been sick or has gone down from it, and it's been amazing staying home with Trace and and the dog and just enjoying days, you know, having your days free to do whatever you want to do. That's such a gift, and it's so rare when you're just working, you know.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I know that my my typical work day is like I'll wake up early to try to do some stuff before work and try to enjoy that, that cup of coffee before work. And then I'll go to work all day and then I'll come home and I'll try to cram a bunch of stuff in Mm -hmm. before dark. And then I might have some, some things that I know that I can do, you know, once the Mm -hmm. sun goes down or it's not outside, so I can do it inside. And now I don't have to plan all that. It's just like (laughs) all day to just, yeah. Pick and choose the things that I want to do and don't have to have to plan as much. But as long as I get those boxes checked. Yeah. yeah. It's good.
1: It's good to have I don't know if goals are the word, but it's good to have direction, I guess is a good word. Focused energy
0: towards something other than just burning hours, you know? Well yeah, because I mean I I think that you have to kind of have some sort of goals each day Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because not only will that make the time go by but what happens when you eventually have to go back to work like Mm -hmm. you still you you would have just been on vacation for vacation i use lightly um yeah you know you would have just been on vacation for four six eight maybe more weeks and so then all of a sudden you're thrown back in the, yeah. in the rat race, whatever rat race that is. Yeah, Even if it is just working on a beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it'll be it'll be eye-opening for people like, oh, I have to go back to work. Oh,
1: we're already oh, talking about it. Like, damn, why do we have to go back to work? <laughs> it's like that sucks. But, but you know, there, there again, I think about that and like, what can I be doing right now that would Expedite me out of my current working scenario, which would be an amazing thing. And um, you know, I've been talking to Bob about getting that machine, and that's that's you know, the the only the only friction in between that happening right now is the inability to get off island, rent a truck, and go get it. So, you know, as soon as this all wraps up, I'm going to go get a machine, get it set up. i will have to modify it to work in my garage, but. I would love to go back to just doing one man show, custom super gliders and long boards and stand up boards, prone boards, whatever, just, you know, get a couple of just enough to, to stay busy and make a decent living at it. You know, even if it's just a temporary transition out of what I'm currently doing, you know, it's, and even that I don't mind doing what I'm doing once in a while, but you know, when you, when you do anything every day, it's, it becomes a little tedious. So, It'll be, it'll be nice to, you know, this is a really good time to kind of put some some pieces in place that will bear fruit as we transition back into our normal day-to-day, right? So if you dig in and, and you get your, your certification and grab a couple of clients, you know, that's one day less. You've got to go to the club and work, and you've got three or four people you're training, and it's fucking awesome, man. There's a great opportunity right now to, uh, to make
0: some stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all about how you look at things. Mm-hmm. So I think we just need to stay positive, stay focused.
1: Yep. Absolutely, man. Forward, as it's, we say. Yeah. And it's, it's going to end. It, everything
0: ends. That's yeah. uh, actually, it's funny. Every, I think just about every day for the last week, I've uh, tried to watch sunset with, with Diana and, I think right after the sun goes down, I say to her one day closer to the shit being over. Yeah, it's true. But <laughs> one day closer to, to not being in quarantine. Yep. Yeah.
1: And one every day, day. Every,
0: one day closer yeah. to we go back to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every day. Our joke is it's a three day weekend. What are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> and then every, every day is Saturday. It's like, Oh man, Saturday, is sweet. So we got we had like 30 Saturdays in a row already. 30, 20, 22 Saturdays in a row. That's pretty cool. Trace is still getting some work done. She's had a couple of closing. She hasn't trained anybody because the the you know, she can't really have people in her gym right now, but she's going to her gym every day. And I'm going into the basement every day. So it's uh it's been good. Plenty of
0: opportunity, a man. Well, this has been a, a good sobering talk. Yeah, I mean, man. It's nice to it's nice to kind of talk openly about the shitstorm that's happening, and yeah. uh, it's good to do it with someone who's kind of like minded. And yeah, I think, like we've said, as long as we maintain some positivity and realize that there are there are opportunities to be taken from this, so. uh, I think it's going to help help get through it and uh, help us get through on top. So yeah, I agree. So keep, uh, keep it up. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully everyone is healthy and managing to get through this. You can follow us and get in touch on Instagram at wicked.aloha.podcast. Stay tuned for new stuff coming and keep moving forward. Aloha everyone.